following podcast contains spoilers and words like f*** f*** and f*** we watch Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing with B Dizzle and Dave. How you doing, mate? I am doing pretty damn well. How are you, my friend? I'm excellent. What have you been up to? Working my whole off at the moment. <laughs> it's yeah, works works full on. Um, but I did take time out to see some some good cinema, so that helped. That's exciting. Did you did you manage to take an hour and a half or so out to uh, listen to me over on the countdown? Oh, I did indeed. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the vote to go up. I know. I know they've been a bit bit slow this week, but it was uh, a cracking episode, by the way. I I, I knew your list would be strong because we're like much of the same stuff. So, um, but I was really impressed with. Both Paul and, in particular, Wayne's. Same. Wayne's, he, Wayne's list blew he, me away. He was the most indie of all of- uh, At least half of his list I'd never fucking heard of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Because <laughs> I, I put, I put the, obviously put the Spotify playlist together for all the listeners. Um, and I was you know, obviously listening to it as I went through. This I, I've got a whole list of- Artists I've never bloody heard of that I've yeah. now started checking out. And a lot of them are from Wayne's List. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good app. Yeah. So, highly recommend the listeners go and check that out if you're interested in what kind of music I'm listening to. Uh, but we're not here to talk about music this week, are we, mate? No. Music we're- is notably missing from this episode. <laughs> oh, that's a nice little segue. <laughs> Let's get into it then. We are here to talk about Missing, which is a 2023 American screen life thriller film written and directed by Will Merrick and Nick Johnson in their feature directorial debuts from a story by Sev O'Hanian and Anish Chag... Fuck, my font is too small. Anish (laughs) Chaganti, who also produced the film with Natalie Kwasabian. Uh, It's a standalone sequel to Searching and it stars Storm Reid... Joaquim de Almeida. Joaquim de Almeida. (laughs) Ken Lung, Amy Landecker, Daniel Henney, and Nia Long. And what is it about, mate? Uh, It is about a young 18-year-old girl who lives alone with her mother. Um, And mother goes away with her new beau and is not there when she's supposed to be picked up. And Yes, she's missing. She is indeed missing. (laughs) And and a, a search... Um, ensues. Um, notable, as with its predecessor, the film Searching, um, for being entirely presented through digital footage rather than, I guess, what, what, what would the technical term be? Real world footage? I, I guess, yeah. So, so they've referred to this as screen life, which is- Okay. A style I've not heard of before, and they've been very clear that screen life in itself is not a genre of film because no. there are, of course, subgenres. This is a, a mystery thriller. We've had similar films. I think one of the first notable ones was Unfriended. Do you remember that one? I never um, got to that, actually. I actually really liked that film. I did hear good things, but I, I didn't get to it. Yeah. So this is a – they refer to it as a style of filmmaking rather yep. than Absolutely. a genre. And um, I, I agree. I think – so I was a massive fan of Searching in 2018. I love yep. John Cho. I think he is fantastic, and I thought that was a great film. Were you really? Were you excited for this one heading into it? A hundred percent. I was really, really keen. 
I was a massive fan of Searching. I think it was one of the best films of the year. I thought Searching was an incredible film, a masterclass in, in direction and editing in particular and writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously well acted. John Cho was great, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the real artistry was in the novel way that it was presented and, and in particular the writing and editing. And, and I think this, um, I'll show my cards, I think this upped it in every respect. Yeah, interesting. I was I was going to get there. I think that this film, I think it upped it in a lot of ways. I actually think the one area that this film is not as strong in is sticking to its quote unquote gimmick. My oh, memory really? of searching is that it was very, very much set in the world of the computer. And this one is as well. But I do think there's more to buy into here. You have to buy into the premise that this girl never closes her FaceTime window for no reason other than that that gives us a camera view. <laughs> so even well, so, a lot you know of the film- many Gen Zers. <laughs> I think this is probably true to life. <laughs> well, I was I was going to say, look, it probably is. This is probably me. I I I, I close every app as soon as I'm done using it. Oh but- <laughs> God, I close them when things start to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but you're actually you're probably Probably right. I think that probably is true to life that they just leave stuff like that open. But you know, so as as an older gentleman, <laughs> that part of the premise took me a little bit to buy into. I think that that that's probably the difference. True, too. You know, searching our main character, John Cho, is he's kind of he's struggling outraged. to use this technology exactly. To do what yes. he needs to do exactly. Um, the- she obviously it's second nature, and I do. I mean, to, to your point. And I'm generally the first one to criticise found footage films because there's quintessentially a, you need to get over the fact that it's completely fucking unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. In particular, um, I don't know if you caught Host, the the one done during lockdown when it's over. Oh, no, I didn't. No, no. In every respect, a really, really good taught horror thriller. Yeah. But you need to accept- even more so than with a normal found footage where you need to accept that in running for their lives, people don't put a fucking camcorder down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this respect, you need to accept that not only is that the case, but, but it's not a camcorder, a it's a them. laptop. <laughs> yeah. Turned around so the screen is facing fucking <laughs> yes. outwards. Yes, um, yeah. And yep. apparently no one keeps their laptops plugged into a dock <laughs> or a power cable. They can just pick them up and run. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge critic of that dis- um, suspension of disbelief that's needed for those sort of films. Yeah. I think with this film, they do a really good job of setting her up as someone who lives on yes. FaceTime. With, yeah, um, they do. And, her and friend even- v- Vima or whatever her name is. Vima, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They're constantly FaceTiming. She's constantly FaceTiming with her mum, even though her mum doesn't know she's FaceTiming half the time. And and even, you know, we get that opening montage when her mum first leaves and she throws the party and we get all this montage of TikTok and Snapchat footage and stuff like that, which, you know, you're right. These Gen Zs, that is, that's how they live. Mm. Like, it's- it's crazy. Noosk is a ballet teacher to kids. And she was like, if you send them a text message, you'll get a, like no response. They Text messages don't even exist anymore. If they want that to send a me message sad. to their friends. I live on text messages. If, if, if one God help you if you are so rude that you fucking yeah. try and actually phone me. 
without sending a text oh, no. first these, to these, check whether I'm willing to receive your call. These kids don't call. <laughs> they Snapchat each other. Like, if they're sending even just a message like, hey, what are you doing? She said they'll take a picture of, like, the corner of their room and then put the text on it. They just- Because that's just what they're used to is, like, Snapchat and stuff. Oh I, I boggles the mind. imagine <laughs> living in a world where- you need to respond to things when they come in rather than, as should be the case, when it fucking suits you. <laughs> yeah. Text messaging is the pinnacle of human communication. Yes. And everything that's happened since has been a step 100%. backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can always use the excuse, oh, no, I didn't get that text. The phone lines, they must it's, have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was busy. I wrote back. To you, and that yeah. gives you an hour to formulate your response, yeah. perfectly yeah. craft the words. I need think time. I, I don't yeah. don't fucking surprise me with some FaceTime <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. No, I, I agree, actually. And I think that this film did a really, really great job of using the screen to show character, to progress story. Oh, Simple things. Like really, the The really opening, clever. the way that this film twists and turns, I think the mm. plot is extremely- complex in a lot of ways and there's so many twists where you genuinely for a lot of this film don't expect what's going to happen even in the next no, five I minutes defy alone anyone to yeah think this film is predictable and, and so doing some there's some genius stuff in there for starters i love using these screens to show character for example you know our lead character uses a macbook her mum uses windows 10 <laughs> it's like <laughs> You know, just little things the, like that. The, deta- show character. the attention to detail is incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't think there is a digital form of communication that doesn't feature in this film. Yeah. So, yeah. like, searching was a lot more limited. I mean, it, it, no, no slight on it. It made sense because the your protagonist, John Cho, doesn't understand technology particularly yeah. well. He's struggling yeah. to work his way through his daughter's different social media apps and things to to, to to look for her. Yeah. In this case, um, and God, I'm blanking on her name, Storm Reed's character, our, our main girl, yeah. um, is adept at all this stuff. And yes, the way yeah. she rockets through to just the most genius yeah, yeah, array yeah, yeah. of websites and apps and things to try and – I can imagine law enforcement agencies across the planet watching this and going, "Yeah, damn, you can do that." Well, that's the thing, and because she's, she's she jumps outside on the system as she such, jumps on, you know? T- you know, how do you find people in another country? Oh, well, you jump on like Google Maps and Street yeah. View, and yeah. you can see that there's a traffic camera. So you you use AirTasker to-, to get in touch Air-tasker with someone in the country. Doesn't yeah. work. Find the local equivalent. Can't yep. afford the good guy. We'll get Joaquin on his scooter in the singlet because <laughs> he's got it with his two and a two point eight star rating. Yep. Um, it, it's the I can imagine. I was going to say the the writers' room, but it's really the two directors that, that yes. are also the writers, and in, very interestingly, who were editors on the first one. Yeah, which I think was the strongest part of the first one. Yeah, in a film that was kind of strong across the board and it kind of makes sense that this kind of ups the ante in every respect it does this is a much bigger film in so many ways i think the first one due to its limited scope and due to like you say that main protagonist not being adept with the technology he's using it's almost a completely different style of mystery because 
the first one, the mystery is in, well, fuck, how do I do this? How do I find this yeah. person? Whereas in this one, the plot itself is the one that keeps punching along and keeps twisting and turning and and it feels grander on every imaginable scale. It, like it, this it is this never, is grand film. It, it never slows down. Yeah, I'm the pace surprised. Is amazing. I'm surprised that this film isn't being spoken about more. I know that we here have gotten a bit late. It was released January 20 in the States. Oh shit, really? But, yeah, but here I struggled to find a session time because my cinema I've got five local cinemas. Only one was showing it. Um, and the session times were not frequent. And this is a film that just released this week. I was the I, same. I, yeah, I, yeah. I saw the only session that I could Yeah. Um, because I decided I, I was going to see Cocaine Bear for last week's ep. And yeah. I thought, well, I, I, I want to see this. Let's see if I can squeeze them into the same day. Yeah. And I, I had to plan the rest of my day around this yeah. one solitary se- session yeah. that worked, that yeah. kind of worked, which yeah, I, I find I was, astonishing. I find it amazing, given that Searching was very well received, given that mm. this one has had very good reviews from the people who have seen it. Did and Searching, lim- re- re- remind me, did Searching go to cinemas or was it streaming? Searching did go to cinemas, yeah. Did- I saw that in a cinema, yeah. So this one on its, you know, small budget of $7 million, I mean, yes, it's made a return, but it's only made it's only made forty two, which is not the kind of numbers I would expect this film to be doing. And I wonder if part of that is really signalling the death of cinema. I I wonder if this is going to be one of those ones that really picks up steam when it goes to streaming. I think it will, but I also think I I have not seen any marketing for this film at all. I know about it because I loved the first one and. The minute I read about it, I was looking for release dates and, and yep. seeking it out proactively. But I've not seen, not that I watch like free-to-air TV or any of the things where you normally find stuff, but yep. even even online, there's not been a whole lot of chatter about it. Even, yeah, that's true. you know, your, your, your film Twitter crowds and that sort of thing. It's, it's kind of just appeared. Yep. So, which I, I find surprising because I would have thought this something that would have would really warrant some good marketing yeah for the sure. subject matter the the uniqueness of the premise and, and the way the film's presented everything i would have thought is something that would have a very potentially really strong audience with with younger cinema goers that's yeah that's true i wonder if that's part of it because as as we've said several times now searching with john cho was was much more aimed at a at an older kind of demographic, I think. Whereas this, it is surprising that they haven't marketed it towards you know our our main characters kind of age group. Yeah, um, I, I'm yeah. yeah genuinely surprised. Well, let's talk about the acting in the film. What, what did you think of of that? I mean, obviously, we've really only got what four five performances I mean, this is, in the this film. This is the this is the Storm Reid show, really. Yeah, she yeah. she's just on an absolute tear at the moment. I, I'm <laughs> n- not being someone who watches Euphoria. I jokingly referred to her as Mini Zendaya in my <laughs> letterbox review, um, only to find out later that she plays Zendaya's younger sister in Euphoria. <laughs> yeah, I've also not watched Euphoria. Noose watched the first episode, and it was too full on for her. So <laughs> I don't even know what it's about. I mean, I, I gather it's about. 
school kids or something. Yeah, I think it's teen kids doing drugs, having sex. Right, yeah. For anyone who's a parent, it's a little bit too frighteningly real. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But, yeah, I thought Storm Reaper was fantastic in this Fantastic. Yeah, Um, and you're right. She really carries it. And and with not- it's it's all in the face and in that kind of performance. There's no blocking in this film. Ninety percent no. of it is her sitting in front of the screen it's, it's talking to herself. I, I can imagine it would be a very very hard acting wise. Yeah, just because the camera would literally be in your face the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you're up to date with The Last of Us, but she's um, no. had, a, had a very strong turn in one episode of The Last of Us recently as well. Yeah, she's, right. she's having a really fucking good year. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I, I thought it was the year of General Tiger, but it might end up being the year of Storm Reid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was fantastic in this movie. She's great. I'm a I'm a big Joaquin Dormado fan. Um, ever since Desperado, which is one of my favourite films of all time, um, it's so good to see him. And he was just having a ball. He was such a great character. Yeah, he was great. I didn't need the kind of almost inherent cheesiness that comes with, you know, that his father-son relationship thing. I personally didn't That was a it. little bit- Yeah, I mean, it was a small- It was very unnecessary small. It's a minor thing. quibble, but it, it it's very unnecessary. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It just- it It's it's cheesy and it rings a bit false. That was- Yeah. Honestly, that's largely my only issue with the film. Yeah. I, th- I thought um, Ken Leung was good. Um, you'd be a fan, obviously, at being a- Almost as big a Lost fan as I am. <laughs> yeah. Anytime he crops up, I'm happy. Um, Daniel Henney, I could have, I could have done with a little bit more Daniel Henney. Yeah. Um, mainly, probably just because I'm gagging for season two of Wheel of Time, and just just having him on screen was like, oh well, it's it's almost <laughs> the same. Um, but no, cast cast all really strong. Yeah. But yeah, yeah Storm Reid. Wow. Yeah. Very so- very talented. So where are you on the on the plot? We spoke at the start about how I don't think anyone could claim to have predicted anything. Like not even just the ending. I didn't know what was going to be happening ten minutes down the road in this film. No. I feel like it was very fast paced. Especially, you don't think of a film like this all presented effectively through one lens. It's hard to think of that as being as fast paced as this film. Oh, is. it's relentless. And that's where I think it's, the it's writing is constantly extremely moving. high quality. I, I, did, um, I um, derailed myself uh, earlier. When I was started talking about um, the writing, I can imagine just a room full of post-it notes constantly being shuffled and reshuffled with red string going from pin to yeah, pin to yeah. pin all over the <laughs> to try and keep track of not only just the machinations of the plot, yeah, but all the different technologies that you're going to use to tell every single scene. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's a whole other layer. I can't I even imagine yeah. the process. Yeah. Because normally you'd sort of storyboard your scene and, uh, you know, here's the dialogue, here's what's going to happen, and you'd block it out and you'd know your camera angles. Yeah. In in this, you've then got an entire in additional layer of workload to go, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. there's no blocking, yes. really. <laughs> um, but at what point do we have her switch from – TikTok to YouTube to a website to this, where do those windows fit on the screen? Yeah, and, yeah. and how do we progress the plot that goes not only all over the, it, it, the place within a city like searching, 
Yeah. It goes to fucking Colombia. How do you do that and still keep within the premise of this yeah. Um, yeah. way of presenting the, the film? And yeah. it was so clear. At no point did I feel that it was contrived. No, no, no. Even no, no. she goes it, to meet her parents the at the airport. Very naturally. It, 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 you know, she, she very believably, from what we know of her personality up to that point, sets up her phone camera to yeah, film like her a with TikTok the, prank. With, yeah, yeah with, the, with the joke, uh, welcome home from prison, mum sign. Yeah. The only thing I did notice was that we got a little bit of time lapse speed up on that, which didn't make sense within the. Yeah, that's kind fair. of conceit that's of the film. Yeah, but true. that's a small fucking criticism. In no, I agree. I think it film. uses the technology to a really clever effect. Even little things, and we're getting well into spoiler territory now. But the opening scene, opening with that historic footage, and, and the trimming get, by and the trimming, yeah. And obviously, as an audience member, you assume from what you've seen in that clip so far what is being trimmed and why. Yes, and then when you get the reveal later on. It's very, very smart. I think it's really well executed. The yeah, I, I mean, everything's spoilers by this stage. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I was completely floored by the dad turning up. Yes, yes, completely floored, and I was completely floored by the reveal of who he actually was. Really. Yeah. I had com- I, I I had been completely sold on the fact that Ken Leung was the bad guy. Hundred percent. Then I yes. then I flip flopped hundred and eighty on that. <laughs> and it's, the writing is I, I. This should be up for awards. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. editing, for writing, I, I think- agree. And I think it's unfortunately that just you know getting a February March release. I, yeah. It's going to be forgotten by that time in the. It's year. going to be Northmond. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, all right. All in all, then. How you haven't you talked sc- about the score. Even I noticed the score. <laughs> it was a great score. And from memory, Searching was uh, nominated for score. If- really? I mean, now I feel like I need to. <laughs> I-, I could be talking completely out of my ass, Dave. I-, I don't know if you know this about me. I do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Critical reception. Um, accolades. Maybe I was lying. <laughs> I might have made it up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Um, <laughs> Why would you go anywhere else for your movie news, listeners? <laughs> Um, I I agree though. Fantastic score, very enjoyable, and it's funny. You would think that a score would kind of break the reality of the premise because it's obviously, you know, it's not. What's the word? Diegetic? Is that the word I'm looking yeah, for? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. not part of the world that you're watching, and yeah. the, and supposedly you're watching this unadulterated yes screen. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, a, I did, that that never hit no, me. Not once. And it no. added, it, it masterfully kind of led you where they wanted you to go in terms of yeah. 
who you suspected, what you suspected. 100%. You, you know, very you manipulative so- score in a good it, it, way. It is, yes. <laughs> yeah. It tells you what you should be thinking and feeling at every moment, which mm. usually sounds like a bad move. But in a film like this, I think it works tremendously well because it just makes you all the more surprised at the end. Yeah. But it's not, not manipulative surprise. It's not like when you're watching- Look, I'm one of the biggest Veronica Mars fans out there. But at the end of season one, when you find out who the killer is and you're like, wow, I never suspected that. And there's a little bit of it that goes, well, you never would have suspected that. Don't tell me that. who it is because I've only just started watching that show. <laughs> it's a great show. I can't. Well, we'll revisit this conversation <laughs> and we'll see if you ever guessed who it is and if you agree that you probably couldn't ever guess who it is. Well, we'll the bad see. thing about coming at it so late is that I know that the bad boy that you're supposed to hate is going to end up being the ongoing love interest because he's in the fucking cast <laughs> until the very last episode. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have watched it at the time and I didn't. Maya culpa. <laughs> All right. So, how are you scoring missing on a scale of one to ten? Um, it's an eight. Yes, I'm also an eight. I think, honestly, this has every chance of cracking my top ten of the year list at this point. Like, yeah, I, this, I know that this, we're very early in the at this year. Stage. But this, I loved this film, and I can't push strongly enough for everybody to just go see it. I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. And see it, in a, see it in a theatre with an audience if you can. Yeah, if yeah. You know, I think it's still there. Yeah, um, I can't believe that this film isn't-, isn't And then run it. home and change all of your passwords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that was so hilarious. <laughs> like, do you reckon he looks like a same password for everything guy? <laughs> and then his password is Kevin the Stallion. <laughs> But and even when she's going through her mum's things in there, and it's all kind different of names, which is with, with the, the same sort of structure, and I'm going, yeah. fuck, I do that. I, yeah. I used to work in internet security, and I do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. It's it's a big time recommend from us here at We Watch the Things. So definitely go check out Missing. Hundred yep. percent. Um, you know what else we should do? Because the Oscars are next week, mate. Let's get to some oh, Oscar talk and depresses me with that far into March, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> Where should we start? We, obviously, we won't do all the categories. We'll just knock off the big ones. How about we start with- Catering. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to know your thoughts on this and, and which way you think it's going to lean. Because I know that obviously- You have very strong opinions this. because you've seen something that I haven't. I was going to say, let's preface this. We haven't seen every film out there. so No, but I'm arrogant <laughs> enough to presume that I know- <laughs> <laughs> and let's give our let's give our heart picks and our head picks. So best actor, we've got Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Austin Butler for Elvis, Corin, Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inisherin, Bill Nye for Living, and Paul Mescal for After Sun. Where are you leaning? Well, I this haven't one? got to After Sun, which I, I, I a lot of people I know are very high on. Um, I know where you're going to go because you've seen a thing that I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, my I'm going to pretend that I don't know how highly you think of that and yeah. and my head pick would be Austin Butler. Right, yeah, okay. Yes. My and my heart would be Farrell. I didn't even really consider Butler, but you're right. If you look back Historically, even just over the last five years. Oh, it's I mean, the Rami Malik thing. Rami Malik can would, win. The yeah. exception being that everything I've seen of Austin Butler is that he's fucking amazing in that. Yeah. Everything yeah. else about it, obviously, I hate because it's Baz Luhrmann and Baz Luhrmann yeah. is fucking <laughs> trash. Um, yeah. But everything I've seen, he looks amazing. Yeah. And you've also got 
Yeah, it's the Bohemian Rhapsody thing. It's the sort of thing yeah. that they like to award. They do like um, to. My heart and head are both with Fraser for the Whale. I no. think that was a phenomenal performance. And I do think that it did have such buzz. Um, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I would love if, to see if Colin I, if, Farrell. If you hadn't it. told me how good it is- yeah. I would have assumed that the kind of we love Brendan nostalgia wave had kind of started to die away. Yep. Um, which is why I would have put my money on Butler. Yep. All right. Let's move over to Best Actress then, where uh, we've a- got- AKA The Blanchett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to read them out? We've got Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, Kate Blanchett in Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I can't believe I'm saying this Ooh. because for my entire first nine, I mean, fuck, my entire first 12 months of the year, I was rooting for Yeoh all the way. I do now, I believe, have both my heart. Yeah, and okay. Blanchett. Yeah, my head is not on Blanchett now. I'd forgotten about Michelle Yeoh. Um, who you reckon Yo is going to- Well, she's picked up some big, biggies on the road so yeah, far. Yeah, she got the SAG award, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Um, and the SAG's and usually a pretty good it, predictor. Tar's not a film for everybody, and it's certainly not one that's as widely seen as every everything ever. Well, that's true. Once. And Topher did message me the other day saying, wow, actors in particular really seem to fucking love everything everywhere all at once, because it has picked up- a tremendous amount of well, everyone loves Michelle Yeoh, and honestly, ha- and has has for years. So I mean, we'll get to this soon. I'm surprised by the way a lot of people are leaning with supporting actress. Um, not to give anything away, but yeah, people do really seem to be loving everything ever all at once. So you're right. Perhaps, perhaps my, my head is it. Michelle Yeoh. My heart is obviously Blanchett. Yeah. Um, who else do we have in there? Uh, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, and Michelle Arthur Williams Armas for is well overdue, but is I don't think this is gonna- always a bridesmaid's her middle name. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, her year should have been several years ago. She should have won for Manchester by the Sea. Best supporting. Um, fucking oh, she should. Yeah. yeah. Best scene in that entire depressing film. She, oh, fucking great film, and she's great in it. But I reckon you're right. Perhaps this this could be for Yo. All right, let's get over to Best Supporting Actress, speaking of it, where we have Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Kerry Condon for The Banshee's <laughs> Vinish Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, <clears throat> Stephanie Sue, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Hong Chow for The Whale. Where are you on this one? This is the, the, I'm surprised this is by the one that I, people- w- I would put money on the fact that I'm going to be correct in this. Really? Because I'm surprised by the number of people who think Jamie Lee Curtis has this. I, have, I, I, I would cannot- put my money on her. Really? Yep. I don't, <laughs> that's not my heart. I don't think she should. I mean- But my you, money is on it. You she know that I was- never won like- an acting award to my uh, uh, yeah. patchy recollection. No, no, she hasn't. No, yeah. She's I mean- been around for fucking ever, been in big stuff forever. Everyone loves her. She was way against type. Yeah. And it's everything everywhere all at once. So she played like five yeah. different characters. I mean, look, I, you know that I was the biggest fan of that film out there. I fucking yeah. loved that film, but I would not have even nominated Jamie Lee Curtis for this award. I, I, I think if anyone in that film should get it, it's the daughter. But I, I don't agree. Think I, think, I think I think it Stephanie will be Jamie Sue Lee Curtis. Was, yeah, Steph- Steph- she's Steph- young. She's got years problem. to get an award. Jamie Lee Curtis. She's is not getting winning. On. But I think um, I would be happy if she did. But she's not going to. My heart is with Carrie Condon. Fuck. Oath. If if anyone apart from Kerry Condon get it, it's it's a travesty. 
Well, I agree. She I, is I the best be... performance of the year for that category. And there are there are several. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis could get it. You're right. I think Angela Bassett could get it for much the same oh, reason. I God. think there's a lot of people. I I personally but she's fucking awful in it. I agree. Uh, my heart is 100 percent with Kerry Condon. She was yeah. fan. She was fantastic. The, she was the anchor at the center of that film, yeah. and that film was a masterclass in acting across the board. 100. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I completely want her to win, and I sadly don't think she's got much of a shot yeah. at all. All right, well, Best Supporting Actor, we've got Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd yeah, Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry win. Cogan for Banshees of Inner Sharon, and Ki Huai Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Fucking, is this one in the bag or what? Jesus Christ. It's a lot. If we thought that the wave of love for Brendan Fraser was strong, the oh. wave of love for Short Round is off the fucking have you, chain. Have you had a look at his Wikipedia page of late? Of late or ever? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the section for awards and nominations is shockingly fucking long for a man who has been in, like, two films. <laughs> um, for this film alone, is there a way to count Rose? I think he's been nominated 50 times for Best Supporting oh, it, Actor for it, this it, film. It's an unprecedented and tsunami has, of love for this and guy. And he has only lost one. I yeah. believe. This is uh, the like, biggest shoe in in the fucking Oscar you know, history. Every every Critics Association award, he's won Best Supporting Actor. Um, mm. he, like, literally so many awards he's won for this film. And honestly, well fucking deserved. I'm here for it. He, I, heart and head, I can't both with complain. my boy, Kiwi. <laughs> I, my heart's Barry Keegan. I think he- Keegan was he, great. He, he was Again, he's young. He'll- He's got Oscars at, in his future. I was going to sure. say, when you look at his body of work already and how phenomenal he's been to, to date in the past, what, fucking five, six years since I first saw him, I think. He's a he's, great, great actor. He's 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 got multiple awards in his future, yeah. but I'm, and I'm short here round. Let's face it. Well. I mean, this is his one. Uh, this is his moment in the sun. I don't see. Yeah. This continue. He, he'll continue to act. I'm sure he'll have more roles for the next few years. But I don't think he's ever going to have yeah. this kind of you know alignment of of planets. So hundred percent. Or you know, good luck to him. He's going to win, and and I, I'm not sad about it. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Shall we do some talk about some screenplays? Perhaps. Yes, my favorite right. categories. Best adapted screenplay. We've got Living by Kazuo Ishiguro. Top Gun Maverick, Christopher <laughs> McQuarrie, Peter Craig, and Aaron Kruger. Women Talking, Sarah Polly. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Ryan Johnson. And All Quiet on the Western Front, Edward Berger, L. Patterson, and Ian Stokel. Uh, this is a tough How category. is All Quiet? Is this original that we're doing? No, adapted. this is adapted. How is Glass Onion adapted? Because it's a sequel, so it's based on an existing property. That's oh, seriously? They, yeah, which same reason That's Top Gun Maverick. That's fucking ridiculous. Any sequel is adapted because it's adapted from existing characters. I assume Top Gun Maverick had been adapted from a fucking piece of fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's adapted from existing characters. um, That's a fucking stupid rule. Yeah. Um, My money's on women talking. That's my heart. Um, And and I haven't even seen it. I just love love Sarah Polly. I love everything I've heard about it. And- 
it's been horrendously snubbed by everyone, so I want it to win everything it can. Um, I kind of also want Glass Onion to win. Because really? I think, I think it's fucking great. I, I'm surprised to see it nominated. Like, genre films usually don't get nominated here. At its oh, heart, it's, it's a comedy. So it's fucking mystery. clever. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm all for it. I think the more films like that that get nominations, mm. the better. I don't see it winning, though. Like- I really I, want women talking to win. Yeah. Just because uh, that's Sarah Polly's due for some fucking love and she's just so talented, so awesome, and just yeah. never never gets the, the, the plaudits that she deserves. So Agreed. I've got my fingers crossed for her. All right, over to original screenplay, which, again, I think this could go multiple ways. We've got Everything Everywhere All at Once by The Daniels, The Banshees of Inisherin, Martin McDonough, Triangle of Sadness, Reuben Ostland, The Fableman, Steven Spielberg, Tony Kushner, and Tar, Todd Field. I love Ooh. several of these films. Yeah. And I think that this could go any which way, depending on who is doing the voting at the time. My, I, I mean, honestly, even my heart pick. I loved everything, everywhere, all at once. I loved the Banshees of Inisherin. I loved Tar. Tar Tar's strengths, I don't think, were in the screenplay though. No. So no. I'm happy to knock that out of the running. Yeah, um, I'm. But I'm this is a, this is a fairly stacked category. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. You, you, you'll recall it. The, the only criticism I had of Tar really was that the pacing was a little bit off, yeah. and I, I didn't think it. Um, a couple of the scenes were necessary, and, that, and that's all down to the writing. So that's not on my list. Banshees is probably my heart pick. Yeah, I think it's McDonough's best work. Um, I mean, he won for three billboards, obviously. I think that's the one thing against him is that he's he's already an Oscar winner. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that this is probably going to be the Daniels. I think this is going to be the really? end of the Daniels. Yeah. See, I- well, it's, there, there, there's other ca- other categories where I think if that film is going to get awards, yep. Other than acting, obviously, which uh, I think we agreed is a shoe in for some. Um, yeah, writing's not where I'd put it. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be the bone that they throw to McDonough. Yeah, I think be. that's my head and heart. I think it's not going to get the that's acting true. nods that it should. Yeah. That's true. Or potentially should. And um, it's not going to get best picture. Yeah. No. And I think this is, I mean, you know, quite often you'll throw a writing bone to the film that is missing out on a lot of the other stuff that it potentially should get because you're giving it to something a bit yeah. glitzier. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I, I think, I think it's, that's going to be where it goes. Yeah. Banshees. All right, best visual effects. We've got Top Gun, Maverick, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, and The Batman. As a visual effects artist myself, I am very, very, very torn on this one because the truth is, I think I've got to say Avatar. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. it's on. it's hard to go against it. Fucking 3D mocap underwater. Yeah. For nothing else it's, than it is, pushing it's the It's very, very impressive work. There is a large part of me that actually really wants to push for Top Gun Maverick. Um, 
because I think that that is a very, very, very nice looking film. And I, I still think that think hard people- to, to super glue a GoPro to the outside of a plane, really? And thank you. <laughs> this is my argument. The number of people who hear stories about, oh, this film <clears throat> is, you know, it's so um, practical. People hear that all the time and they're like, it's Bold. you know people just think that there's no visual effects to it. No, it's a, it, it, it's a very line. nice looking film. My problems with that are completely down to the script. Yes, yeah, which is stupid. Yeah, um, yeah, but it looks fabulous. Yeah, so I, I'm here for either Maverick or Avatar. I, let's face it, it's gonna. I'm it's gonna surprised. Be everything, everything, all at once isn't in there. It's not there, uh, and I'm surprised by that too because that would be my heart pick. Especially, I've spoken on this show before about how five all the visual effects in that film were done by a team of five people. It. It's Jesus it's it's one of the most impressive piece of mm. work I've, I've, I've seen. I think, and and you know, I'm only a three and a half out of five on that film, but I think. It deserves awards purely for the fact that it got made. Yeah. With yeah. the number of people that it did and for the budget that it did. Yeah. It's incredibly impressive. And I think it's a I don't think it should win. Yeah. But I think it's a, a big snub that it's not nominated. I agree. Very disappointing. All right. Best film editing. We've got Top Gun Maverick, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Elvis and Tar. Oh, see, this is where I think that everything, everywhere, all at once should win. Yes, this is that's and my I, heart pick. But I think I they're going to give it to Maverick. Is, really, I was going to say I think Elvis is probably going to win. I reckon. Uh, this see, is it'd probably help if I'd watched the whole of Elvis, but it's Baz Luhrmann, and I couldn't bring myself to drag myself through an entire <laughs> film. I, I watched but as I, I much think, as I could because Top Gun, <clears> I think, has a really good shot at you know sound editing, sound mixing, those kind of awards. Yeah, true. I feel like Elvis isn't actually really going to win. Just I don't about think Elvis anything. is going to win anything. So except if it maybe wins, acting. If it wins anything, I think this might be where they throw it. It's a three-hour film. People love to really present this award for most edited instead of best edited. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a real problem. In Personally- if, if you look at the mo- most edited in terms of the greatest number of cuts and how well- they, Yeah, I then mean, it's everything ever all at once. Come yeah. on. So I'm Some really hoping that's 100% where my heart is with. Yeah. I mean, as with other categories that we'll get to- my heart pick isn't even fucking nominated, so <laughs> the entire Academy Awards system can go and fucking eat a dick. <laughs> All right. You know what? We don't usually do these. Let's 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 talk some makeup and costumes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Best makeup and hairstyling. We've got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, All Quiet on the Western Front, Elvis, The Whale, and The Batman. See, this is where uh, you'll often get your period things- Winning in this, so all quiet's probably got a shot. I reckon they have a better <clears throat> shot at costuming. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, makeup um, and hair. My heart and head, hundred percent with the whale, whale. which yep. you haven't seen, obviously. <clears throat> no, but the, the and transformation. This, is why this category is interesting. Yeah. The transformation is insane. He spent so fucking long in the makeup chair every day, and it's not even like he's fully clothed the whole time. That you see him virtually nude at points mm. and it's next <clears throat> level. It doesn't doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win. I think we've seen transformations like this before. I think Tilda Swinton playing a 90-year-old fucking man in Suspiria was next level and from memory that was not even wasn't fucking nominated. nominated. I, as, um, as I was reminded listening and to the 
um, Oscar snubs episode of Two Peas on a Podcast, which made <laughs> yeah. me increasingly angry. Um, and of course, me, uh, poor old Mia Goth. Yep. Make up um, <laughs> in X, not even nominated. Yeah. Speaking of an actress who's not been nominated for a lot of yep. stuff this year, fucking. Um, <laughs> has my heart and head are both with the whale. Can I take a guess at yours? Go on. Are you here for the Batman? I'm fucking here for the Batman. <laughs> oh, no. Colin Farrell, no. who is not going to win Best Actor and should, Just and is not even nominated for Best Supporting. <laughs> you, hired, you hired Colin Farrell and spent Don't tons of money Billy, and makeup making him look like Richard Kind. <laughs> <laughs> He was unrecognisable, and I don't think anyone would have even known it was him if they, he wasn't actually yeah. listed in the cast. Yeah. I reckon it would have been a fun bit of marketing to not have him listed in the cast. That would have, that would have been exciting. As they did with actually. Deborah Winger way back in, I yeah. say, 1984 for Made in Heaven. That would have been exciting. Where she played a male angel yeah. and <laughs> is also unrecognisable. Um, yeah. Yeah, I- it's obviously a little bit more showy from what I've yeah. seen, the, the makeup in, in The Whale, but I think it's still Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I think it's it very, is. very good, but I think the makeup but I think on you Colin Farrell is what, unbelievable. What makes, what makes The Whale work for me, honestly, is that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, uh, no, criticism on what they've, no, <laughs> yeah. no criticism on what they've done at all. I think it's yeah. it, it looks incredible. But I knew you'd be the Batman. Yeah, because oh, it's an it's an amazing film, <laughs> and we'll win all of the sound things. That we're all right, let's get over to about. costume design. Uh, we've got Babylon. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And Elvis. This is one hundred percent going to Babylon. Yeah, my heart is. With everything everywhere for every single category it's in. I just want it to win as many <laughs> awards as it can. But I think you're right. I think Babylon, it's the period piece. It's the Hollywood thing. It's not going to win And it, it, it is actually- the, the production design and costuming is- Yeah. Flawless on that. It really is. Um, yeah. it's, it's on par with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for yeah. cr- perfectly encapsulating that period in time. Yeah. And it's not up for enough awards, and I want. It's to not. Something. Yeah, it's not up for barely any. That'll probably be its only award. Yeah, um, which I is mean, almost a guaranteed win for it, I would think, given the stature yeah. of the film and you know yeah. who, who made it. Yeah. Alrighty then, over to best director. We've got Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inisherin, Todd Field for Tar, Ruben Ostland, The Triangle of Sadness, Daniel Kwan, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Daniel Schneidert. Shine it, everything, everywhere, all at once, and Steven Spielberg, the Fablemans. Are they nominated separately? Are they? I, uh, are they up been, against each other for director? There's been. I, I don't know if they're up against each other. Surely not. But it is very funny that in a category that allows what is it six, five, or six? Yeah, we've six. actually got seven white guys. <laughs> six white guys wasn't enough. <laughs> We're going to cram seven of them in there just to make sure that all of the women of colour really feel left out. <laughs> um, this is another, <clears throat> I don't know, this could go any which way. Uh, my heart, 100%, like I said, everything, ever all at once. I would love for Todd Field to take it for Tar as well, but I don't think he's got a shot. I'd love for Martin McDonough to grab another award, but I don't think he's got a shot. I think that this really comes down to... The Daniels and Spielberg, 
I, 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 I haven't. I don't know if you've seen Fablemans yet. It, I it really, no. It, I'm not jazzed for it. it. It just looks like such a saccharine kind of old guy, yeah. you know, semi-autobiographical. Nothing about it appeals to me. Um, and I don't care how many reviews I read saying that it's great. It, it's just, you know, I'll see it eventually. But yeah. But it kind of feels like it kind of feels like that films they, about Hollywood. Oh, they do, and they love Spielberg, and it kind of yep. feels you know they don't love Hollywood or fucking Babylon to be up. Um, yeah, well, yeah. <clears throat> I my heart is a hundred percent on McDonough. I think in terms of who right, did best yeah. directing of the year, yep. the directing on that film is flawless. Yep, yep. I I have much as I um, appreciate and uh, like. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Tar, you know, other films. I can, I can find faults in the direction and screenwriting and and, and stuff. I, you know, I don't think they're perfect. Despite the amazing work, I think that Daniels did on that film. Yeah, I, I personally think it, there are faults with it. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, when right. I look at Banshees, Banshees. I, I literally can't put my finger on a single yeah. thing with that film that I think could be better. So what about your head, though? Do you think that McDonough has a <coughs> shot at actually winning it? No, I think I think there's too much of the fact that Spielberg he's and Daniels, won. and I actually I actually yeah. think that it might be Daniels. I, th- I think there might be a bit of an upset, and the kind of the the wave of love for that film. Yep, we'll see it win that. Well, speaking of the wave of love for that film, here's the ultimate question: Does the wave of love carry across to Best Picture? I don't because think so. Best picture, we've got Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Triangle of Sadness, The Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Elvis and Tar. Let me ask you this. I don't think you and I have ever actually discussed this. Where are you on the 10 nomination thing? Are you for it or against it? It just seems like a ridiculous waste of time. Yeah. It- Particularly when most years it is more if or less. If you're going to do it, do it for every category. Why do it for just one category? It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're either able to whittle it down to five or whatever, or yeah. you're not. The fact yeah. that it's best picture as opposed to best director or anything, because at the end of the day, best picture, yes, it's the most lauded one, but at the end of the day, it's the fucking producers award. Yeah, if, that's that's true. That's it, true. It should be called best producer because yeah. yeah. And that's that, like it is, the one nice thing about it is that it has allowed more kind of genre films to get nominations. But the truth is, but it they're hasn't empty really. nominations because they're never going to win. So they're never going to win. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's kind of oh, look, way. here's a here's a little token. We've put you on the list, and no one's yeah. going to you know. But you know, you yeah. don't have a shot. So you don't you don't think the wave of love is carrying across for everything, ever all at once? What do you think I is walking think away so. with best picture? Then? I think this is going to be one of those years where. You get a film picking up Best Picture that hasn't really that won hasn't. much else, and I think it's going to be the fucking Fablemans. Yeah, right. I think right. If it's not the Fablemans. Um, you think this might be one of the years where what they do is they split and they give the Daniels the directing director award. and picture. I think are going to different films this year. Yeah, right. I don't think everything everywhere all at once is going to get Best wow. Picture. Wow. I mean, it's my heart and head are both with everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I haven't seen. I all would the rather films. it I think wins. I've seen seven. The, the um, only uh, left field one, if it's not Fablemans, it might be all quiet. Yeah, that could that could just sneak in there. Because yeah. I don't think it's going to win much else other than sort of possibly um, sound mixing and that sort of stuff. I don't think it's going to win much else. 
Yeah. And it's, a, it's you know, by all accounts, a five-star film. Everyone's raving about it. It's done phenomenally well. I think it or Fablemans might pick it up as just being kind of the biggest Hollywood-type safe yeah. picks for best picture. Yeah. But I think Daniels might get directing. Yeah, right. Now, that would make sense for them to do the split because that is often what they do when they've got two films like this. Um, interesting. Where would your heart be? Would your heart be with Banshees? For best picture? It's hard because I haven't seen All Quiet and I have a feeling that if I'd seen it, my heart would be that that was the best picture of the year. Yeah. Um, obviously, my heart is with a film that's been snubbed on every fucking category across the board <laughs> because it was released too early in the year. Um, because the best film of the year, as we both know and appreciate, was The Northman. Um, much as best actress was Mia Goth. But, um, ooh, out of this list... I kind of would like to see everything, everywhere, all at once win. I would love to see. I don't that. think it's the best film of the year. Yeah, but given that it's kind of the producers' award, yeah. I think that the the work and the effort that went into producing a film of that magnitude with yeah. the budget that they did, because obviously the part of the, a big part of the producers' job is stretching that budget, and Jesus yeah. Christ, they stretched that budget. Yeah. Um, the only problems I had with that film were to do with the script. I think in terms of a a production, a cinematic production, yep. it's an incredible achievement. And I think yeah, it yep. deserves to be rewarded. Yeah, it's totally fair. More so than Spielberg, who's sitting there with an open checkbook and can do whatever the fuck he wants and take as long yep. as he wants because he can write his own ticket. <laughs> you know, you've got to respect the people that made their own thing. Yeah, yeah oversaw every fucking facet of it the same way Cameron did, but without billions of dollars and 20 yeah. fucking years to make it. 100%. My, that's absolutely where my heart is. I hope it happens. And hopefully next week when we catch up to recap the Oscars, hopefully that's what we'll be talking about. <laughs> yep. And I'll be whinging about the fact that the Northman and Pearl and X and all these <laughs> other things didn't even get fucking nominated because the whole system is ridiculous. Oh, it'll be a whingy episode. I, th I think that's going to have to be its own- bonus app next week because I want to win Jeffers. I want to rant about the Northman some more. All right. Well, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that as a bonus app because there's too much else to get to mate, because you know what else comes out this week? Scream fucking six. Ooh, getting, and, General and, Tiger. and I might do a double feature this week. Cause you know what else is coming out? Fucking Adam driver living with dinos and shit. <laughs> That's really, I mean, I've, I've been, I'm getting trailers every time I go to the cinema, but considering who's in it and what it is. Yeah. Not a lot of marketing. Say, I didn't, the I, didn't, I didn't know it was <clears throat> a film until like two weeks ago when I saw a trailer at the cinema. It's like someone like, sat back and gone, geez, that After Earth was shit. Let's try and make it with a better <laughs> actor and a better director. <laughs> so I, I reckon I'm going to do a double feature and get to Scream 6 and that because oh, I am yeah, yeah, keen as it. Fuck. Adam Driver in a sci-fi. It's, <laughs> it's, it, how bad can it be? Well, there you go. That's next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we'll catch you next week. Go rewatch The Northman. Oh.